Welcome to the Redeemer East Harlem podcast. We pray this message leads you both to know and show the love of Christ in all areas of life. We will now dive into our scripture reading, followed by this week's message. Hi, everyone. Uh, of course, we're sending out this reflection, uh, given that we are not gathering today. Uh, as many of you are aware, today uh, we are utilizing this Sunday as a, a year-end Sabbath. It's an opportunity to give our teams and our staff uh, a well-deserved uh, break and rest before we jump into uh, what we believe will be another uh, productive and good year of ministry in 2023. Uh, first, let me just say we're so incredibly grateful for our staff and for our volunteers. So much of the work uh, that is happening here at Redeemer East Harlem uh, is possible because of your service to our church and community, and uh, for that we're so very grateful. Uh, and I'd encourage everyone, maybe if you're not currently part of a volunteer team, uh, we'd encourage you to consider and pray through uh, what it might look like in 2023 to join one of these teams. Uh, if you are interested in being a part of those teams, you can go to reh.nyc slash volunteer. Uh, there's different teams that are listed there. And again, we'd love for you to be part of what God is doing in our church through some of these teams. And so we'd encourage uh, everyone to do so. Um, I want to just put in front of us something to consider uh, as we look ahead now to a new year. Uh, I recognize that so often uh, the main way that we tend to think about New Year's, of course, is through resolutions. Uh, we start asking questions like, how can I be better? Uh, what can I accomplish this year? How can I ensure that this year is better than last year? And all of those are good and right questions. Right? Those are good things to consider and process. Uh, but what I want to do for a moment uh, is to encourage us to resist that kind of thinking uh, as we think about 2023 uh, and instead set our minds on faithfulness. And in particular, uh, I want us to take seriously three types of, or three different aspects, three different ways of, of looking at faithfulness. Uh, first, I want us to consider uh, remember. Second, I want us to consider anticipate. And the third, I want us to consider commit. Uh, what I mean by that is first, I want us to uh, take a moment to remember the Lord's faithfulness. Second, I want us to anticipate his continued faithfulness. Uh, and then third, I want us to then and only then be able to commit to faithfulness. And let me just say quickly uh, a few things about each of those. Uh, so first, remember. Remember the faithfulness of the Lord. You know, throughout the Bible, um, especially when on the verge of something new, uh, the people of God are always told to remember the faithfulness of God. Uh, famously, throughout the book of Exodus, the people are told in places like Exodus 13 to remember this day, in which you were out, or you went out of Egypt. Um, another famous uh, example is um, just before God gives the people uh, the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. He says, "I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery." And then He goes to give them the Ten Commandments. Uh, another example would be in the, the Book of Deuteronomy, which is a series of sermons from Moses uh, before the people enter the promised land. In large part, the book of Deuteronomy is rem uh, reminders of God's faithfulness. Even in their sin and even in their brokenness, the people of God are reminded of how God remained faithful. Uh, and though what I'm about to say might actually be um, pretty obvious, there are important reasons for why we are called to remember. It's because when we don't remember, we often forget about God's 
faithfulness. And the consequence of forgetting the faithfulness of God is actually the reality that we begin drifting away from the Lord in the process of forgetting. You know, in the book of Judges, famously, uh, a lot of awful things happen in the book of Judges. And one of the reasons that we're told that so many of these things occur in Judges 8, we're told that the sons of Israel did not remember the Lord their God. And I start here because I don't think we actually give nearly enough time to stop and to pause and to name the ways that God has been incredibly faithful. Uh, I know that for some of you, and I know this has certainly been the case for myself, 2022 uh, came with a lot of challenges, a lot of sorrows, a lot of joys as well. But regardless of what came, there are ways that the Lord was faithful to us in 2022. And so I would implore us first and foremost, as we look ahead to what's to come in 2023, we first name the ways that the Lord was incredibly faithful to us because he has been. But then secondly, not only should we remember the faithfulness of the Lord, but also anticipate his continued faithfulness. Uh, As we remember the faithfulness of God in the past, That faithfulness of the past is actually what gives us confidence to anticipate his faithfulness into the future, his faithfulness to come. It is one of the primary reasons why we are to remember. There's a a famous story in Joshua 4 uh, where the people are told to build a memorial with 12 stones uh, to commemorate God's faithfulness of um, parting the Jordan River and leading them across safely. And the memorial was created according to verse 6 and 7 of that chapter, so that in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the, of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the, of the Lord. And it goes on to say that these stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. In other words, remembering God's faithfulness is the foundation and encouragement for us to anticipate his continued faithfulness, which is to come. You know, there's always uncertainty about what a new year brings, right? We have no idea what is to come into the future. But whatever might come, if we have built our own memorial, our own 12 stones, so to speak, if we have remembered well what God has done and how he has been faithful, then no matter what might come, we can know that his faithfulness will remain and be present with us. Uh, The last thing I would say is not only should we remember the faithfulness of God, not only anticipate his coming faithfulness, but then commit to our own faithfulness to him. Uh, This final uh, encouragement uh, is really about how we go about now committing ourselves to the things that the Lord has for us. As we remember his faithfulness, as we anticipate his ongoing faithfulness, then and only then, can we begin to rightly determine the ways that we can commit more fully to being faithful to him? And I say that it's only then and only then because uh, this is actually the nature of the gospel. This is actually the nature of the Christian message that God asks for our commitment to him only after he has proven his commitment to us. You know, a minute ago I referenced Uh, Exodus 20 and the Ten Commandments and God giving the Ten Commandments. And it's vitally important for us to see in that story and in the narrative, it's important for us to realize that God first rescued and redeemed and saved his people before 
he gave them his law. And this is important because this is unique to the Christian faith. Every other world religion tends to flip that kind of narrative, meaning uh, many others would say, here are the Ten Commandments. Follow these Ten Commandments, follow my law, and then I will lead you out of Egypt. Obey me, and then you will find salvation. But the gospel of the Bible is God saying that he will rescue you. He will save you. He will prove his commitment to you. And then, and only then, after he has proven himself faithful to you, does he then call us to be faithful and committed to him. And so I encourage you to consider that gospel message for yourself, to consider that, of course, in Jesus, we see this most fully, that God demonstrates his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, meaning while we were still those that were against the laws of God, had no interest in the laws of God, Christ died for us, Romans 5. And so in that vein, I ask you, after you've remembered the, the faithfulness of God, after you now anticipate that he will continue to be faithful, where are the areas of our lives that in 2023 we can be more faithful, to have a greater level of committed faithfulness to him? Right? We all have them. You know, for some of us, we need to pursue a, a greater level of holiness and purity in areas of life. For some of us, we need to commit to greater generosity this year because we're not nearly as generous with our resources as we ought to be. Some of us need to uh, pursue rhythms of Sabbath rest, uh, greater work-home-life balance, greater spiritual disciplines of prayer and Bible reading. Some of us need to pursue uh, the development of, of healthy relationships. Some of us need to pursue uh, greater physical health. I mean, the lists go on and on and on. But they're all part of what it means to be committed and faithful to the Lord. And so naming them is very important. But as we name them, also please hear me. Do not start building that list until your soul is satisfied and encouraged by the ways that God has been faithful in the past and the ways that he has promised that he will be continue, continue to be faithful into the future. Because I'm, I'm hopeful for 2023. I'm hopeful because I know that the Lord goes before me. I'm hopeful because I know that the Lord goes before you. I'm hopeful because the Lord has been incredibly faithful already in the past, and I do not doubt that he will continue to be faithful into the future. And I don't know what the, the next year is going to hold. It could hold a lot of glorious, joyous things. It could also hold a lot of painful, difficult things. But I also know that in the midst of all of that, the Lord will be faithful. And as we seek to be faithful to him, I trust that he will meet us in that faithfulness and encourage us as his people to live lives that are more and more pleasing to him. For he has committed himself to us, proven in Jesus that he is committed to us, and now calls us to be committed to him by living in a way that reflects his character, his nature, his law. And I trust that he'll meet us by his spirit in those efforts. I trust that for myself. I trust that for our church. I trust that for you. May that be the mark of what this new year season is for us. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for all the ways that you have proven yourself committed to us. Uh, and Lord, as we look ahead into the future, because we've seen you faithful in the past, we trust that you're also going to be faithful into the future. And as our soul finds rest and hope in that reality, 
Would you also make clear to us the ways in which we can be more faithful to you? God, each of us has ways in which we are uh, not living in, in light of what you have accomplished for us, the things that you call us to, and so would you make those things clear to us? And would you, by your Spirit, encourage us to be able to live a life that is pleasing to you? And may 2023 be a year that is marked by greater faithfulness uh, in those areas. And we thank you for our church. We thank you for all the different ways that you have worked in us and through us. Uh, we do pray for Redeemer East Harlem in 2023. Uh, would you, uh, as we know you will, be continue to be faithful. Give us ways to continue to serve our congregation, to serve our community. Uh, give us what we need in order to glorify you uh, and be a light in dark places, as we know that you are. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Redeemer East Harlem podcast. For more information on our church and how you can support what God is doing through our church, go to www.reh.nyc.